Hey, everybody. Welcome to Save Your Sorry. I am your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my co-host, Jose Angel. I don't know about you, but I feel like we just did this. We did just do this. Oh, oh, oh. And I just sounded so professional and so fresh. <laughs> I, I think we're already hyped up, so we got this. <laughs> Good thing we did it right after. <laughs> I know. This part of the episode, Jose is going to finally decide to do his celebrity. <laughs> so who are we talking about, sir? And I am glad before we say this, I'm glad that you went over your time because mine's, you, you mine's more of a downer. Me to. <laughs> My, mine's more of a downer. It's a different mood. So okay. Mm, prepare to be sad, y'all. <laughs> he said, he said <laughs> we're not laughing this time. We're not. We're not. This is serious. Okay. We probably we probably shouldn't have been laughing last time, actually. I know. Okay. So today I'll be going over the rise and fall of rapper Carlos Poi more famously known as South Park Mexican, or SPM, which I'll just be referred, referring to him as SPM, just to keep it all clear. I gotta ask you, are you a fan, or do you, have you ever even heard of SPM? I don't know. I've heard of South Park, the show. <laughs> I feel like that's what people always say when they don't yeah, know who he is. I, I don't know about that. So I actually grew up listening to SPM. My older cousins and brother liked him, and I feel... The people I have talked to that know about him are mainly Mexican or Latino. I feel this is because even now, there's not that many, especially when I was a kid, but more now, like not so many Mexican-American or Chicano artists. And yeah, you have your, you know, Mexican artists and your American artists, but you're not really fully either one when you're Mexican-American. Mm. It, you're like in between two worlds. And I'm in no world. so i think spm had great sounding raps but also had deal representation i remember hearing when spm was first locked up my cousins always saying he was set up or they were lying on him (laughs) just 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 like the blacks (laughs) (laughs) and at, at the time i just assumed drugs or something but when i looked it up i was horrified oh shit so I do want to give a trigger warning. I will be talking about sexual assault of a minor. And while there are a lot of people out there that still post hashtag free SPM, I'm not in that camp. And while I will try to present both sides of the case, I don't want it to seem like I'm defending him. At the end of it, you can give me your opinion if you think he's guilty. Well, you know I am. Yeah. I got most of my information from HoustonPress.com, which I've never heard of HoustonPress.com, but... They were all over this, so I'm so thankful for them because it was so hard finding stuff for this one. Hmm. And Tron.com. Shout out to Tron! Yeah, this is the second time I've used them for research. Okay, I'm going to take them. (laughs) SPM was born as Carlos Corey on October 5th, 1970, which sadly makes him a Libra, and it's a day before my birthday. His parents divorced shortly after SPM was born, making his mom the solo breadwinner of the house. This caused her not to be home a lot because she was working, so he was raised by his older sister, which happens a lot with older siblings, especially in poorer families. They end up being the fill-in parent. Mm -hmm. Speak (laughs) on it! Speak on it! The family moved around a lot, and SPM developed dysphagia, I think it's pronounced, which means he had a difficulty swallowing okay they're is not it, is it with an f 
No, it's with a P. Okay, never mind. Let me shut up. <laughs> They're not really sure what caused it, but his sister, Sylvia, thought it had to do with his dad leaving. So it might have been like... Like a reaction type of situation? Yeah. In middle school, SPM took a violin, and he was surprisingly good at it, having no prior experience, and got into a music program. But when his family moved, he gave up violin and took up breakdancing. As one does. <laughs> As one does. Breakdancing lost popularity, so he gave up on that. This is also where he moved to South Park, Houston, Texas. So that's where he got his name. Okay. SPM says he was beat up a lot for not joining gangs, but he was not really interested in them, saying he's not a follower. In 1978, SPM is now 17, and he gets expelled from school for assaulting a female student. I tried to look around for more on this, but really, besides Houston Press, all the sites pretty much copy and paste all all his early life. So I didn't find out what it meant by assaulting a female student, but I think in this case, it was more of a fight and not sexual. Oh, because I was going to say, if if you on the, uh, because I know you said you're going to start, it's a trigger warning for sexual abuse on a minor, though, eventually. But I was also thinking about how you just said that um, he didn't want to join gangs. And sometimes when you're of that violent persuasion, the last thing you want is accountability or witnesses. So why would you join a gang if you on some on, on some on some? I don't know what the fuck I was trying to say. I don't either. <laughs> if you want some nefarious shit, if you're going to be a nefarious individual or a scoundrel, <clears throat> but it's more, uh, it's not like taking like graffiti and all that, like what gangs do and all that type. And I don't want to reduce. Let me stop defending gangs. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why you're doing all this. No, but what oh, I'm saying gangs is, are good. Kind of yeah, no, gangs right now. aren't good, but you have benefits to gangs and you have uh disadvantages if you do that type of lifestyle but if he's eventually going to graduate and to do a more disgusting things to not only people but women if you're in a gang people would know what you're doing people are going to be able to out you more easily and follow your movements whereas if you act as a loner it's not that easy to pinpoint you I, that was the long-winded way of what I, I was- kind of see where you're coming from, but I don't like it. I don't want <laughs> I don't want to be like, well, uh, if you're not in games, you're a child molester. No, <laughs> like- <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that when he assaults somebody already <laughs> and you're saying he's gonna be assaulting more people, of course he didn't join a gang. Uh, uh, okay. Um but no, no, gangs are bad. Please don't join them. <laughs> And that is, like, something SPM talked a lot about is, like, don't join gangs. Oh, don't listen to SPM. (laughs) (laughs) From here, SPM tries to go to an alternative school, but he was 17 and still technically declared a freshman. What? What's that mean? So, like, he didn't have the credits. Like, you know, he's still a freshman. He's not a senior, what you should be when you're 17. Oh, Okay, totally get what you're saying now. Took me a second. So he decided to drop out and get his GED instead. Then he goes to a community college, but he fails all his classes. So he tries to work at a chemical plant with his brother, but he says being there, it like irritated his skin. So he just started selling perfumes and colognes door to door. SPM claims he was good at this, but it is something you have to put work in for, you know. You have to do the hours to do sell all those perfume and colognes. 
and you got to walk up to all those doors and all those steps and just carrying your body weight through the heat, sleet, and snow. <laughs> yeah. It's just not built for some people. <laughs> so he wanted to sell something easier to sell. So he started selling cocaine and crack. Ah, uh, you do get the convenience of those little baggies. <laughs> <laughs> and the track is selling like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> that is until he was robbed and had guns pulled on him. So he wanted out of the track game. And he was just like a middleman, a foot soldier. So he did have to pay off his supplier. Damn. And he, he did this by selling his car and getting loans from his brother. For a while, he lived pretty poorly and was going to get back into selling drugs, but when he was going to call his supplier to re-up, he asked for God to give him a sign of what to do. He didn't want to work at the chemical plant or other minimum wage jobs, and he didn't want to be a drug dealer. So he asked God for a sign, and the sign appears on TV in the form of a commercial. The commercial was for a music talent agency looking for rappers, so SPM decided he is going to rap. Okay. Um, you know, I see signs all the time. And I ignore them. <laughs> Where he did not. Okay. SPM now tries to teach himself to write raps and perform. At this point, he decided he wanted to be a Christian rapper. Which, it's cool if that's your thing. But something that up-and-coming rappers have to do is rap battles. It's how they get out there and get people to listen to them. Oh, so you're saying he wasn't legitimate until he battled to you. Don't say that. Don't say that. Put out your requirements, Jose. He said, you motherfuckers ain't real if you ain't battling. (laughs) So SPM tries his Christian rap in a rap battle, and it did not go well. He had this to say, quote, I did my rap, and people were laughing at me. Then this guy who I knew hadn't done the kind of things I'd done in the streets or been through half of what I've had rapped that he was going to kill my mama and put her body in the trunk of his car. Everybody at the party cheered him. <laughs> so they so, really hated his rap. Yeah, because I'm if you're not there for Christian rap and someone starts, you know, saying about praise Jesus or something, I don't know what his raps were about, they're not gonna like it, especially in a battle. Oh, oh hold on, hold on, I got one. Hey, 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 Jesus, he's my only one. I'm not lying, I am his son. <laughs> that was trash but anyway what i will say is that also people gotta remember just because you might be the most gangsterliest does not mean you can rap so i don't care what he's half the what i've been through yeah but he just had a better flow than you (laughs) it sounded better coming through his mouth it didn't matter if he had he wasn't gonna kill nobody mama Uh, i i don't know at this point, SPM realizes he has to put the Christian rapper shit behind him and wrote some new raps. He sold his car again, which wasn't as good as the car he sold when he sold drugs. And some other things like lawnmowers and weed eaters. And he bought some beats and paid for them. Oh, he was definitely stealing lawnmowers and weed eaters. You don't just <laughs> sell lawnmowers and weed eaters. This is somebody and, who has bought hold, hold lawnmowers on. and weed eaters. People just don't find the abundance of them bitches. You are taking those off the patios. In the interview, he said he had them in a garage from when people would give them to him from when he sold drugs, like barter a lawnmower for drugs. So it most that? likely of was stolen. Of course he was not. Well, never mind. He got robbed. That's why he got out of the game. But I was about to say, how was you making money taking lawnmowers? <laughs> 
So he paid $900 for the beats and he paid to get his tapes duplicated. So for a hundred tapes, it was $130. So 900 for beats, 130 for tapes. So he's investing in himself. Okay, With his okay. tapes, he goes to low rider shows, flea markets, hangs out in the restroom outside of liquor stores and wherever anyone's at, he's selling tapes for $5 a tape. Liquor stores, perfect place to get them. <laughs> the first album or EP or mixtape or whatever you want to call it, it was called Hillwood. And when he sold out of it, he would buy more tapes and sell those. And he did this for over two years. Oh, and Can't say he wasn't dedicated. Yeah. In 1995, he makes his own record company with his brother called Dope House Records. I think the only person you would know that was signed to Dope House Records was Baby Bash. <laughs> Come on with the Frankie J. Okay, yeah, you was right. That's the only one I know. I love me some baby bad sugar, sugar. His second album, Hustle Town, so 2,500 albums in two weeks. And he also released two more albums in 1998. He said he went from $400 of album monthly sales to forty thousand dollars album oh. monthly sales okay yeah and you know this is all as an independent artist just putting his work out there yeah so he's reaping a lot of benefits if he's independent yeah in the year 2000 universal music group signed him with a five hundred thousand dollar sign-on bonus so right here he's at his highest he's stating he's starting to get really known and I think it's especially for Mexican-Americans that he's talking to, like his group, his audience. Mm-hmm. And he has this to say, a quote, a lot of Mexican-American kids have low self-esteem. So I let them know that they can do more than just work like an animal for peanuts. So, you know, it's his it's he's directly talking to them. He okay, was a, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. He was a self-made Mexican-American man that talked about Mexican-Americans as concerts and interviews and really seemed to be a voice of empowerment. July 2001, a 20-year-old woman named, I'm just to call her Jay. Her name's out there if you want to see it, but I'm just to refer to her as Jay. We're not those type of people. Yeah. So she sues a 29-year-old SPM for child support for her six-year-old son. If you didn't catch that math, that means Jay was only 14 when she gave birth and SPM was 23. I didn't do that math. Yeah. Oh, that's nasty. That's fucking nasty. DNA test proves the paternity and SPM is the father. Jay claims they started dating when she was 13 and SPM was 22. And a lot of SPM defenders say they met at a club, which I don't know. I didn't see that reported anywhere. I did see him. I did see that he said that she was holding an alcoholic drink. So they used that like a defense. Oh, well, maybe he didn't know her age at the time. Jay even says it's possible he didn't know her age. But that defense crumbles to me because he did know she was in seventh grade when he picked her up from the middle school. And she says, like, he would always pick her up from school. That was a civil case, and she did get child support and back support. So that is not what causes him to go to prison. Also, oh, yeah, will- let's get to this prison. Also, I want to point out that this is a story most people think he's in prison for. I watched an interview with Baby Bash making it seem like this is what he's in prison for, but it's not. Baby Bash, what the fuck are you doing right now? I was about to listen to Sugar Sugar as soon as we got off here. <laughs> I was on to Obsession. What are you doing? I, he's 
I watched the interview for yourself. Like, I don't want to say he's not defending him, but he kind of he is. is if he's yeah. not saying that, uh, even if that's not what he went to jail for, he is wrong. Wrong. Sometimes that's just the word that needs to come out of your mouth to prove that you are on the right side of justice. So September 1st, 2001, the same year, mm-hmm. it is Labor Day weekend and SPM is having dinner with his wife and some family friends. Oh, he's married? Yes. Ooh. SPM has a six-year-old daughter and the family friends have a nine-year-old daughter. I will be six-year-old referring- daughter like his other daughter with the other, other child? Oh, I didn't put that together. Yeah. Ooh. I will be referring to the nine-year-old as O. Okay. SPM's daughter wants O to stay tonight and her parents allow it. O, SPM's daughter, and another friend are playing games and they watch scary movies. While watching a movie, SPM comes into the room and lays on the bed with the girls. O is laying on her stomach and she feels SPM rub her butt. This scares her, but she does not react. The other friends leave and O and the daughters start dancing and SPM's watching them. The girls soon go to sleep later in the night. O is laying awake and she sees SPM in the doorway. And I'm going to go into detail here, so skip forward a few minutes if you don't want to hear this. Okay. SPM walks in, reaches over his daughter, and sticks his hand under O's underwear. He soon moves to the other side of the bed and kneels down. O pretends she is asleep, hoping he will just go away. SPM proceeds to perform oral sets on O. This happens for five minutes until SPM leaves. O lays there for a while, then goes to the restroom and wakes up SPM's wife and says she wants to go home. She has a stomach ache. The wife wakes up SPM and tells him to take O home. While on the ride home, SPM tells her not to tell anyone what happened and that she is such a good dancer and he is going to open up a dance studio for her one day. O tells her mom what happened and on September 25th, SPM is arrested. He posts bond and is awaiting trial. First of all, that was horrifying. Yes. And you know what's so crazy? It's, I'm not desensitized to this stuff at all. But um, it was definitely easier kind of, I guess, hearing and then saying those kind of disgusting facts when I'm doing the research, like when I was doing like the Duggars and uh, like the Jared shit. But being on the other side and not knowing the scandal and hearing that, oh, that shit's horrible. That I was, get what you're saying. Like, you're not prepared for it. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Oh, my. And then the, the crazy thing is, of course, I didn't put it together until it's too late. Like, you just said a minor. And then you said this is not what he went to jail for and went into this story. And I, my dumb ass was slow on the uptake. Oh, yeah. oh, that was, and then the fucking wife, and then the, he puts him in the. Thank God, because that doesn't always work. Thank God, O told her parents, because unfortunately, that fear and intimidation does work on so many children and teenagers and even adults, and you just feel like you're trapped. But I, I, I'm so thankful that she did not keep that to herself. Yes. March 6, 2002, while awaiting trial, SPM is charged with additional sexual assault charges. On February 3rd, 2002, SPM picks up two 14-year-old fans with some friends. Oh, he's still doing some... Bro. 
a lot of these articles or court docs I could find just say victims. So I don't know if this, this is the one that people are talking about was in the club mm-hmm. or want to destroy it or if they all just merge because a lot of the articles do not say names because they are minors. Mm-hmm. And they're protecting their innocence. Yeah. And then a lot of the people that are defending him just make it seem like there's one 14 year old girl. Because they don't want to expose how disgusting their idol is. Yeah. But, well, so they pick up these two 14-year-old girls and everyone else goes, like, to out to eat or something. And SPM says he goes to take a nap in his hotel room. And when he wakes up, there's a 14-year-old girl in his bed, but they did not have sex. That's his story. Why the fuck was she in your room, though? Yeah. If that's your story. Her story is that they had sex. So SPM's bell is revoked and he turns himself in March 7th. May 6th, 2002, his trial begins. The prosecutor on the case asks if any other victims want to come forward. And six women, or I should say girls, do come forward. Like in I, the courtroom? No, like I I saw SPM talking about this in an interview, like saying they were lying and they only came forward because like the prosecutor asked if anyone wants to come forward. So it had to be like a news conference or something. Oh, okay. I was about to say that shit's crazy. And I do not have a lot of information on that. I know Jay testifies and O testifies, but it's hard to get info on this case. I don't know if it was because the victims were mostly children mm-hmm. or if SPM was not that huge of a mainstream artist or so they didn't report on it that much or the what? abuse happened, you know, days before 9-11. So I don't know if like other things were in the news. Oh, yeah, you definitely would have that dominating the news cycle first. Yeah, so it could be just like, you know, a mix of things. Damn, that story is, this never was on my radar, though. Never, Uh, never heard of this man. Yeah. SPM is offered 10 years for a plea deal, which he does turn down. Fucking offered? He's offered 10 years for a plea deal. And I saw a quote that said, you know, for my son, I would take a plea deal saying, like, He's guilty of that, of the 14-year-old. But he would not take a plea deal on O's case because he says it's not true and it's something he could win. So he is charged with aggravated assault, something that come up in the trial that might help his case. One girl at first claimed she was 14 and then says she remembered wrong. She was 12. So just a small thing, but it does go to credibility. SPM argues that O's mother is just mad that they had an affair that ended and is putting her daughter up to it. And maybe the most thing in SPM's favor is O said she might have dreamt the whole thing and doesn't really remember it. Which it happened to her when she was nine. She was 10 when she testified. And I don't know how she said it. And I would imagine she would try and forget it. I feel like this is a mm-hmm. common reaction to this happening to her. To like, sexual assault victims. Yes. this uh, That is definitely what a lot of sexual assault victims end up saying sometimes. Or uh, thinking happened at first. But, and, and, oh, but I just don't like them discrediting a child. That uh, I can't talk. Just it's very hard because i mean if like if we want to say like satanic panic thing like you know children are very easy to get them to say what you want them to say but at the same time when there's smoke there's fire and Mm -hmm. the 14 year old girl that he fathered a child with you know 
it just speaks in that whole that thing that shit is chilling i know how i feel on just accident with people be in my doorway but that whole seeing somebody like you waking up startled and seeing somebody in your fucking doorway bitch i cannot believe hmm, no but yeah i feel like that shouldn't be fair because as easy as you could maybe get a child to say something or recount the events you want them to they also can get flustered if they are pressured or, you know, under high amounts of stress. So also, we don't know how these interviews went, how her yeah. her deposition or any of that stuff went. Was she badgered? Was she not in a good place? Um, and just like, depending on how they ask the question, they could be like, did you make this up? And she could have mm-hmm. like been nervous and said, well, I could have dreamed it. Like, you know, kids try to give you the answer that you want to hear sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the defense is going to want to do that to her. Yeah. They're not going to want her to sound uh, credible and uh, confident. They want her to question the, the, the time of events and everything. There's more that SPM petition in a writ of habeas corpus for ineffective counsel. So that's just legal fancy talk for saying his lawyer didn't do a good enough job. Mm-hmm. Just like not saying objection when the prosecution refers to O as the victim. Technically, she should be referred to as like the complainant. A detective on the stand said she wants SPM's daughter to be interviewed by CPS saying she was being groomed. So that is prejudicial testimony. But his attorney did, did have the detective you know, admit that she had no kind of evidence to say this. It was just like her feeling. That's what she just wanted. Yeah. So he does not get, he does not qualify for ineffective counsel. Like as the reasoning. Uh-huh. SPM is found guilty of a mostly white male jurors. And he did, he can get anywhere from five years probation to life in prison. I don't like the minimum option at all, which I know he probably does not end up getting, but it's crazy that that's the minimum. So how much do you think he got? Just based the okay, we gotta. I'm whether it's alleged or not confirmed or whatever the case may be, I'm gonna treat it all as real and it happened. I mean, if, we don't so, have to say alleged on the nine year old because that he was found guilty of. Okay, and great. The it, 13, the four, 13 relationship, the first one, Jay, we don't have to say alleged because there's a child to prove that. All right, thank you for we can finally take alleged off the goddamn table. <laughs> Nigga is guilty, and so I would love for him to get a approximately for that disgusting shit that he did. Minimum thirty. He got forty five years. Hallelujah. He is eligible for probation in twenty twenty four. So I'm never going to say. Wait, I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they would give it to him, but I don't like that it's that soon. Well, what when did he get convicted? In two, I forgot. Two thousand two. Old. Yeah. Damn, we are fucking old. <laughs> so I'm never going to be one who says forty five years is too much for a child abuser. You know, put put them away. Put but away. there are people saying forty five years is too long since there is no physical evidence. It is just a he said, she said. Do you think it's too long? not the he says she said here's the problem the justice system is a flawed system i do not agree with anything not anything i don't agree with most things that happen with them so it's it's crazy because yeah you've read these facts to me and a bitch is like nail them 
But then you get other cases where it would just come down to some some he said, she said, you know, hearsay. And I'm like, how could they put them away like that? Yeah, but, okay. but no, if we're taking into account this case, it, it, it is not short. It, I mean, it's not too long at all. I, I just have to say that as a blanket statement. But you can always um, analyze case by case and have different feelings. But no, he, he got the time he deserved. On this case, I think, you know, it's there's never too much time. Like, lock him away for life type of thing. The thing is, sexual assault affects people for the rest of their lives. It turns uh, victims into predators. Some, some, yes. uh, That's what I meant. Like, some people end up surviving and end up being... Uh, able to move on from their trauma. Some people are embroiled in their trauma and can never fully be free. Some people find a way out, whether that be suicide or drugs. And then some people turn into what they what they faced, those demons. So it's just like when you do that to a child or a, a teenager, somebody who is just just growing into themselves. Um, and trying to figure out their identity and other stuff like that, you stump them so harshly and violate them in a way that sometimes is never fixed. So yeah, when it comes to murder, when it comes to sexual assault, those things have to be punished severely. Just from a strictly law point of view, and again, I'm not defending him, I don't think to me personally it passes reasonable you know beyond a reasonable doubt mm. like i'm glad he's in prison but from a law well, point of view like I'm, I'm just looking at both sides here i get what you're saying what would you say what is lacking that would make you say yes he did it beyond I a mean, reasonable doubt what is honestly what is lacking for you with sexual cases it's so hard i feel like that's why we've i mean we've talked about this so many times that's why civil mm-hmm. cases are almost always the go-to way and sexual assault cases and that's sometimes the only way you get any recovery um of money or anything i saw one article saying that the nine-year-old's clothes like if the mom did not wash them you know they would have had saliva on them so that would have been a way like proof mm-hmm. which I, they I, didn't I, take the nine-year-old to the hospital no they did not mm, damn that's kind of tough and yeah, so that's why I'm just saying, like, these are the arguments I bring up uh, for his defense saying, yeah, I, I 100% I see the other side. I'm still I'm still looking at the other side over this big ass fence, but I definitely see. Yeah, how it's, I, yeah. it's hard to be like, well, why didn't they take this into account? Why is this not evidence? Yeah, I, I can see that because I think in all cases, there's a lot of lack of evidence or a lot of things end up getting thrown out. But yeah, that is kind of tough. I won't lie, but he, he deserved that shit. So I do want to tackle a few more arguments. One was he was set up. Okay. And yes, he was like representing Mexican Americans, you know, talking out, doing all this. I don't want him representing me, but I don't think the government or whoever they're saying set him up. were that scared of him. Like it, I just don't see it. I don't think he was like, you know, you never heard of him. There's mm-hmm. bigger influence people that could influence more than SPM. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't think he was set up. Right. Um, 
on another big thing is everyone did it for financial gain, which is something anytime there's sexual assault or a celebrity, that's what everyone always says. But but he still had sex with them. Yes. I mean, I, at least when it comes to that, that at least that one case, because the thing is, even if she was trying to get a payday, she could she didn't force him to have sex with her. So the all the allegations came out when he became really famous. But to me, that just means he now had the means to do it. He now had fans to abuse. He now had money to cover it up. Mm-hmm. So that's why, to me, it does not seem like financial gain. The family of O did receive like a civil case as well, but I did not see any of the other ones receive money. I would also think that um, if he, okay, let's say this, okay, you said all this came out when he was famous. Yeah. Maybe they could have been trying to get in contact with him or take him to court beforehand, but he he was ducking and dodging. When you're famous, there's a bullseye on you. Everybody knows where you're at. Oh, him, he's right there. Oh, his number, how to reach him, he's right there. So you're very much more, even though sometimes you're not that accessible, you're so much more accessible where when people want to put allegations or cases on you, you can be found so much and more quicker. I just think he now has access to victims. Like a 14-year-old girl that's a fan of his is going to be more willing to be alone with him than... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that part as well. Mm-hmm. He has released albums in prison. I haven't listened to him in forever. It's one of those things where I can't separate the art from the artist. Yeah, I totally agree. I really um, like that. I think his highest album was actually when he was in prison. Like his highest ranked one. Might as well. You got all the fucking freedoms. He can't make money in prison, though. Why can't he? There's a law like you can't profit off your crimes. What you mean? So his music is his crime? Well, I. And he killed it. He killed that? that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But like, you can't make money if you're a prisoner, can you? Like, you can't. What happens is you have somebody in charge of your estate. What most what what I assume most people have, like rappers or other entertainers in jail, is that you have somebody in charge of your state estate or your finances. And so any money that you would get off of products or merch or stuff that you would put out while you were in prison, it would either be, you know, put in a trust or account for you when you get out or and or sent via your commissary. And payment in prison for you to use. Huh. I wonder if he can, because I saw somewhere that it said he's not getting any payment for it. But I, it could be possible that he could have all that money waiting for him when he gets out. Mm-hmm. Like some people have stuff waiting for him. Some people need it now. So whatever uh, money is garnered, their their people send it to the prison to be added on their books for them to spend as they please if he is paroled in 2024 i do see him making a comeback this is kind of where we leave off with him but i think there's so many people who don't believe i they're ignorant to the crimes i feel like it's always the 14 year old girl that they mentioned like this 14 they just mentioned one 14 year girl and that's what they always say oh she was lying about her age she he didn't know and it's like there's more to the story there yeah and it's dark yeah it is that's that's why i said it's like a different vibe from the previous one 
<laughs> I mean, you wasn't lying. First, you had me all fucked up in the beginning. I'm sitting there saying gangs is good and bad. <laughs> and then we get into some real hardcore shit. And I was not prepared. Now, yeah, um, I'm, I'm kind of glad I never heard of the South Park man. I didn't yeah. need to. You know, I always try to listen to their music when I'm doing their writing their episode and I turned mm-hmm. a few songs in him and it's just like it made me like sick to my stomach like I couldn't even listen to it I was like you know this is cool it kind of reminds me of my childhood but just the knowing what he's done like I couldn't mm-hmm. yeah and um, that is all we have for SPM Carlos Corey do you have anything else to add I. Uh- yeah, don't be afraid to tell people if shit happens to you. There's always, hopefully, you know, I, I'm always uh, optimistic that there's a support system to be had somewhere out there. Don't let these motherfuckers intimidate you into not telling your stories. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. We do like to end every episode on a positive note by a form of media we like, we enjoy, we want to talk about, we want to share. I went first just... <laughs> God Not that long ago. Damn it. So it's I, your turn to go first. I was so excited the first episode about two videos and now the um shoot, 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 shoot. Um, okay, I'll just do something simple that I've been watching. Uh recently I've gotten into this adult swim comedy. It's not old, old, but it's it's not new anymore. But it's called Delocated. Um, it's just the funny premise of a family that is in the witness protection program having a reality TV show where they wear voice changers and ski masks. And it's just funny. And um, uh, it provides me many a laugh while I am at my very, um, what do you want to call it? Routine job. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and so if you want to watch and see what the hell I could be talking about, if you got HBO Max, which uh, my lovely best friend does help me see, (laughs) uh, go on and watch it. What is it called? Delocated. Huh. I'm on season three now. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, comedian John glasser glacer i hope i'm saying it right but i know i'm not but yeah he's funny i've seen him in some other things but this is the first thing i've seen that was like his own show but yeah that's good i i might you'll never check it, it out i, I might look into it. do this to me <laughs> I, i'll be like oh your media so nice i get on here <laughs> okay let's never gonna watch on. it <laughs> and, and once never... i say no audience you don't either <laughs> you don't tell our audience what they can and cannot watch um was that all for your media yeah short and sweet Perfect. and it's not about my troubled childhood <laughs> no therapy hour this time not this time next week though tune in <laughs> so my media is a movie called la bamba it I guess during this episode, I was thinking of representation of and other Latino, Mexican-American artists. So La Bamba is a movie about the singer Richie Valens and his life and death. And I used to love it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in forever. It stars Lou Diamond Phillips, who is not Mexican, surprisingly. Mm-hmm, that's what everybody thought. <laughs> Every, I mean, because he was in that and then he was in the George Lopez show and he played his brother. 
And I was like, when I first heard it, I'm like, this not Mexican, which they they made loose Diamond Phillips a Mexican and he just went with it. I mean, in Hollywood, I guess, especially back then when La Bamba came out, you're just brown. Um, (laughs) But La Bamba is really good. Um, A lot of the songs on there, like La Bamba and Donna. There's more that are just amazing. And the end, if you haven't seen La Bamba, I'm about to spoil it for you. Yeah, because I haven't. You, shut the fuck up uh, first you've of seen all, La Bamba have you seen Selena yeah okay <laughs> I mean there's some things you just cannot not see I feel like La Bamba's one of them I love the song La Bamba but never seen La movie <laughs> um okay we're at the end of the movie um Bob his brother hears on the radio that Richie died in a plane crash and he runs over to his mom's house and his mom's doing laundry and she's just standing there holding the laundry. And she says, no, Bob, not my Richie. And she like throws the laundry in the air and it's just so sad. And anytime I'm like, just need to get my feelings. I just watch that clip. Mm. And then at the end, Bob runs to like a bridge and he's like, Richie. Mm. It, that it, sounds like I've seen it. It's iconic. Like, I don't know how you couldn't like. Oh, that's. <laughs> and. He's wearing a, a, is he wearing a white shirt? I think so. I think I've seen this movie. I, you've had to see La Bamba. <laughs> and there's the, the song in there. I'm not going to do it, but it's like the instrumental. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, La Bamba. I, no, not <laughs> La Bamba. Not that. The, I, I, I can't even hum it. Um, I'm going to look it up. La Bamba instrumental song. Okay, La Bamba instrumental song is called... Santo and Johnny, 1959, Sleepwalk. Yes, it's called Sleepwalk. Or it's, Sleepwalk, walk no, it, sleep. It, it doesn't have any lyrics. Oh. <laughs> um, the Sleepwalk, anytime I'm thinking, I always hum that song to myself. So it is such a great movie. It's iconic. You have to watch it. We're going to have a watching party. That's all for this episode, which was just supposed to be one episode, but Katrina had to go over her time. So I split it up into two. Jose always wants me to, like, he could have stopped me at any time and told me to wrap it up, but he chose not to. I literally can't because you start from the beginning and then scandals at the end. I can't be like, oh, that's enough. Who would I be if I did scandals at the beginning? Scandal? (laughs) (laughs) You want me to take Shonda Rhimes' whole shit? If you want to reach out to us, (laughs) or, and I put this in the description too, so you can just click on there. It's saveyoursorry at gmail.com. Send us an email. Tell us your media. Tell us anything. Just write to us. Tell me hi. Um, if tell you... me I'm beautiful. <laughs> tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to check us out on Instagram, it's saveyoursorry. It's about just like the podcast. If you want to reach us on Twitter, it's saveyoursorry, but the your is spelled you are. And please don't forget to rate us five stars anywhere you can rate us and leave a review. And my birthday is October 6th. So if you guys want to give me a birthday present, you can just leave me five stars and leave a good review on how you love our episodes. That is all for this episode. I will also be doing that for my gift. No, (laughs) no, this is strictly for listeners. Okay. Um, It's been amazing once again. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.